Take the Ron Show wherever you go. Download the America One Radio app to your smartphone and listen on the go. Or in traffic wishing you were on the go. The Ron Show on America One Radio. Uh, if you caught the show Friday, uh, Melita Easters joined us from the Georgia Win List and Fox 5's The Georgia Gang. Uh, I leaned on her a, li- a little bit to get educated more on what's going on with Cop City. Why is this such a hotbed issue that had largely just been sort of bubbling under the surface until this weekend? For some perspective, however, for those that aren't aware, there's about 150 acres of some land that had been set aside in, well, southeast of the city in DeKalb County. Basically, if you know where the Starlight Drive-In is off Moreland, if this is behind the Starlight Drive-In. There's a large swath of land that had been set aside for green space, uh, wooded public space. And back in 2017, I believe, if I remember the details Melita gave us Friday, the city of Atlanta uh, pushed through a measure to lop off 150 acres out of, I think, 600 or so acres, 600 maybe, um, for this to be used as a police training facility. And it's been... Uh, a bone of contention with activists, environmentalists for quite a while. Notably, most of the activism outside the city of Atlanta, meaning those that came here to protest, usually aren't from Atlanta. So last week, we know we had a skirmish on Wednesday that saw an officer shot still yet to be determined by whom. And it's on that note, actually, that the AJC's Tyler Estep is reporting that the GBI has said, according to GBI spokeswoman Nellie Miles, that the agency confirmed via transaction records that Manuel Terran, a.k.a. Tortuguita, legally purchased the Smith & Wesson in question September of 2020. She said, we're providing this update to address the widespread misinformation that is occurring in an emailed statement. I mean, that's a head-scratcher because this Tortuguita person, they were in uh, a piece earlier this year where they spoke of nonviolence, professed to be a nonviolent protester. Well, this doesn't help the cause, and it cost Tortuguita their life. And it's his loss of life that led to the burning out of police cars and the smashing in of windows the violence on Peachtree Street, Saturday in downtown Atlanta. So now I think, personally, this is where local law enforcement, the GBI, they need to seek out an independent body of some sort, maybe the Department of Justice, to come in and investigate how Wednesday became a violent exchange in the first place. It certainly would have helped if we'd had police body cam footage. For some reason, we do not. We definitely need an independent investigation into what happened last Wednesday in those woods when conflict surfaced between officers and protesters. The, what were they, 26 years old protester who goes by Tortuguita was in an article just days ago speaking like Gandhi, speaking like MLK, nonviolence is the way to go. So it, it's a bit of a head-scratcher that Tortuguita would have a weapon on them and be shooting at cops, right? 
So either Tortuguita misrepresented themselves in that article, or this is why we need an independent investigation. That said, this is sort of a, a, and, and I said this with Melita last Friday, this is sort of a complex issue. You know, I want to be the good liberal, the good progressive. I want to question the need for deforesting a large swath of Metro Atlanta for something that may not be necessary. And to that end, I do have to wonder why a city with a police force the size of Atlanta would would need that much land in the first place. I mean, 150 acres has been set aside, but let me be clear. I believe only like 85% of them, of those acres, would be used for the facility. Maybe there's a buffer zone around it for safety reasons. Okay, all right. But 85 acres is still a lot for a police force of 2,000 when you consider the NYPD trains on 32 acres for 40,000 officers. That is 20 times the number of Atlanta and half the acreage. Uh, LAPD, they have 21 acres that their 10,000 officers train on. So Atlanta would have three times the land for a fifth of the size of the force. Yeah, the, the, the Atlanta Police Foundation, the city police department, they, they've done a poor job explaining to the public what their plans are, what the, what the use is, and also how does this jibe with the surrounding area and the other 400 or so acres that was set aside for park, public park use. Is this going to be safe for public park use if there's a urban warfare training facility right next to it? That doesn't make sense, does it? I say all that to say I can't condone looting and burning of police cars and smashing of windows, terrorizing folks downtown. I get it. Folks were upset. Emotions were raw. One of their 26-year-old comrades apparently lost their mind and shot at a cop and lost their life as a result. It just doesn't bring complicit minds to the cause to act the way they did Saturday night. I just can't get behind the antics of Saturday night. I cannot. And I can't get behind attacking police officers for doing their job. I can get behind a legal defense fund. I can get behind blocking in court any action done on the property to move forward until all legal methods have been exhausted. That I can get behind. I can't get behind violence downtown or anywhere. I just cannot get behind violence. And I'm not saying that the Stop Cop City folks are being violent, but they did on their own Instagram post video of some of the damage being done downtown as if to say, well, I mean, it's directly from their account. I can't get behind that, y'all. Saturday night, Mayor Andre Dickens addressed the media after the fact. Atlanta is safe and our police officers have resolved the disruptions downtown from this evening. Thanks to the quick action of our public safety officials working together, order has been restored in a swift manner. Now, the city of Atlanta and the Atlanta Police Department will not, uh, will not tolerate this and we continue to protect the right to peacefully protest. Uh, we will not tolerate violence or property destruction. The Atlanta Police Department and our law enforcement partners are fully engaged and have the resources to protect our residents, 
our visitors, and our businesses in this city. Again, I want to thank Atlanta's firefighters, our police officers, our 911 operators, EMS, and everyone else who has helped to keep order in our city. My message is simple to those who seek to continue this type of criminal behavior. We will find you and we will arrest you and you will be held accountable. Uh, we have arrested several of them this evening and Chief Sherbaum will give you the details on that. Many of them don't even live in Atlanta or in the state of Georgia and they don't represent the voices of Atlanta. And to those, and some of them were found with explosives on them. Uh, you heard that correctly, explosives, and that has led to a, a police uh, officer's car being uh, set on fire and other destruction has occurred. And so make no mistake about it, these individuals meant harm to people and to property. And so to the people of Atlanta, I have said from the beginning of my administration that keeping our city's streets safe is my uh, top priority and we will continue to leverage all of the city's resources to make that happen. And so tonight you saw good swift police work in collaboration with a lot of our regional and state partners. It, it was at that point that Atlanta Police Chief Darren Sherbaum was invited to the podium to provide some details, which he did. Uh, this department is equally committed to two things. We will protect the First Amendment rights of every citizen and we will stop lawlessness wherever it may occur in Atlanta. And we were prepared tonight for both of those eventualities. Uh, a protest was being held earlier tonight about 5 o'clock in the underground area of the city. Uh, that group started marching north on Peachtree Street uh, in a peaceful manner and this department was deployed to protect that right of protest. However, when that group arrived at the intersection of Ellis Street and Peachtree Street, a group inside that uh, marching crowd decided to start committing illegal acts, which included the breaking of windows, and also attacking uh, police cruisers that were in the area. That immediately changed the focus of this police department. And those that were in the area will see a rapid response from Atlanta police officers, George State Patrolman, and Sheriff's deputies. And within two blocks, the illegal activity had been stopped, and we had made arrests of six individuals that chose to take the First Amendment as a shield of, of illegal activity. And we stopped the protesters that were uh, acting illegally, had them in custody, and had order restored on Peachtree Street and in the downtown area. All right, so here we are Monday after all this has taken place. And in my mind, this is an opportunity for a pivot. And it's going to take the city of Atlanta, the APD, the Atlanta Police Foundation, the GBI, it's going to take them being the facilitators of that pivot. And I say that because this Stop Cop City movement, this Save the Forest movement, they're a... They're a lot like Occupy Wall Street. They, they don't have a figurehead. They don't have leadership. They are a collective. And unfortunately, as we saw Saturday, six, I believe all of whom are not from the state of Georgia, except for one who's from Smyrna, not even the city itself. They're not from here. There is no leader. There is no take me to your leader. So it's going to be, in my mind, incumbent upon Mayor Andre Dickens maybe even bring the governor in on this, the Atlanta Police Foundation, the APD, uh, police chief uh, Darren Sheerbaum, to facilitate a dialogue that sheds some light on the investigation into the attack last Wednesday that saw an officer shot. Thankfully, that officer is recovering. Saw a protester killed. Just unfortunately, a 26-year-old bright, educated, young person. It's just awful. 
but this is the point where somebody has to facilitate a rational, let's sit down, let's discuss, be glad to answer your questions, and it has to be as open and public as possible so that everyone, folks on the left, center, right, those of us who loved this city's tree canopy, city in the forest reputation, those of us who want to be the city too busy to hate, we don't want to live in a, in a military state-style city, but we also want to live in a safe city. We all have questions. We all want to come away satisfied that whatever is going to happen on that piece of property makes sense and makes us as citizens feel safe. Now, we may find that the Stop Cop City, the Save the Forest folks are just not reasonable. We may find that out. I'm not saying that that's not possible. If that is the case, then we need to know this. We need to find this out. But it starts by presenting on one side of this conflict some reasonableness, some reason. Give us that as the barometer, as the starting point. And let's see how reasonable the vast majority of these folks who are from out of town who are protesting are or aren't. I'm not necessarily even questioning the need for a new facility. It's my understanding what the APD currently has is just rotten garbage. But there's a lot of questions still about the use of this particular land, a former Atlanta prison farm, a former plantation, a place that the zoo used to use for burial. There's a lot there. A lot of it's also old landfill too. So there's that, but it's next to, uh, and being cut away from current parkland. There's just so many questions that need to be answered. And I'd prefer it be done under the light of day. These folks are misguided nuts. Then we'll all unite to say, get them out of here. More Ron show on America one radio after this. Oh, Hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of the Ron show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with exp realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness. You could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 
843-283-0078 or email me ron at rontheel.com Georgia MLS 396-720 website ronontheel.com That's me, Ron Roberts with EXP Realty.